Is today the day, the day that you choose you? Are you ready and willing to play outside the confines that keep you stuck? This is your invitation to receive new perspectives, to open up to a new energy of limitless choices with your health, body, spaces, relationships, money, business, and beyond. Are you ready to leap fences and embrace your boundless life? Listen now to Infinite Energy's radio show with Lisa Bennett. Good morning, everyone. Oh, my goodness. It's another gorgeous Friday, and welcome for those of you that are first-time listeners uh, to the show. My name is Lisa Bennett, and I am the Global Space Whisperer. So what is that? Well, I've talked to spaces since I was a little girl, and when I say talk to, I have a way of communing uh, with spaces, and spaces have a way of communing with me. And how does that relate to how it can actually gift you what you desire more of in your life? Well, what I've acknowledged over the years of working with people's spaces, whether it's interiors, exteriors, and, and I've worked in all different projects from commercial to residential, is the fact that once we shift things within people's spaces, it often is the invitation for many other things that they've always desired to show up. And sometimes it's great and sometimes it can be a little yucky. And so one of the things that sort of popped for me when we created this show today was the show is actually about hoarding. And hoarding, if you looked at it in the dictionary, is a considered a disorder and it's a persistent difficulty of discarding or parting with possessions because of a perceived need to save them. So a person with a hoarding disorder experiences distress at the thought of getting rid of items and they have an excessive accumulation of items regardless of the actual value. And for whatever reason, people often look at the items that they've they've held on to as having some value to them. So the fun thing about this is we are coming to the end of 2017 and oftentimes this is the time when people look at everything around them in their surroundings and start to look at what they would like to discard, move, shift, to open up to creating a brand new year and starting fresh like a clean slate for 2018. And I was looking at this and reached out to a friend of mine who's a peer and someone that I respect in in the industry of facilitation and his name is Dr. Ron. Now uh, Dr. Ron Janer is a gentleman who has had personal and professional experience of applying universal principles of health, spirituality for mastering life challenges, he is not a licensed medical doctor, but his consultations, he works with people in lifestyle wellness, education, coach, coaching, training, and he, he has this gift of having an awareness around what goes on with people's bodies. And he's also worked a lot with, uh, I guess you could call it addiction. Uh, that's one of his specialties. So welcome, Ron, from, where are you Hello. right now? How are I you, Lisa? Never... <laughs> I 
Where are you in the world? Today? <laughs> I am at the Vernon Hills Public Library in uh, northwest of Chicago. <laughs> okay. Where where our beautiful friend Oprah lives in Chicago. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So we're all in good company. So Ron, if if you could uh, just let the listeners know a little bit about what you have experienced with any of your clients over the years who have had, they've come in with what we could call obsessive compulsive disorder, hoarding, whatever that is, and and if you can just give a little bit of a, a, a quick overview of that. Sure. Uh, my background is in um, began working with chronic degenerative diseases. I'm a naturopathic physician, uh, licensed acupuncturist. I'm board certified in addiction medicine. Um, and so what we learned over the years is that while in medicine we tend to be trained in an acute care model, here's the problem, here's the symptom, this is what you do about it today, because I was working with seriously ill people with chronic disorders, as time went by, we, we delved deeper and deeper into actually why people can't get well. Why does this stuff persist? And what we found out was really surprising, and it became very clear after I began studying addiction medicine, because basically, uh, from what I came to understand, chronic illness and addiction are subsets of a whole classification of uh illness called compulsive behavior disorder, like the OCD you just mentioned, obsessive compulsive right. disorder. And so um, what we found is that in easily nine out of 10 cases, and the research is it goes right along with this from the conventional medical schools and so forth, in, in about nine out of 10 cases of any type of chronic illness, but it also applies to any chronic issue in your life, the underlying reason that you don't you have challenges changing it is not physical in the sense of being a mental physical. What it turns out to be is wired into another part of the brain where we have these compulsive survival patterns. And surprisingly, uh, so you've you've got yeah. that fight or flight. <laughs> That's that where, part where of yeah. That's where yeah. it goes, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have three levels to the brain. You have your thinking brain. You have your emotional brain, that just rough generalization. And then you've got your survival brain that runs the body. Now, what happens is the body's designed so that anything you do for more than three to six weeks or uh, definitely three to six months uh, drops out of your cognitive awareness and drops down into the memorized computer programs of the body. We now know that about 95% of behavior memory is stored in the body, not in the brain. Now, if you have, and this is the key that's not well known, if you have any significant amount of stress in your life during that three to six week, three to six month peri uh, period, and it's variable based on the intensity and repetition of the stress, then it wires not only as a habit behavior, it wires just what you said, a survival behavior, which means your right. body now believes that that behavior is, is keeping you alive in the same way that breathing and uh, your heart beating does. So changing it becomes a whole other level of challenge. Okay, so let me let me just stop you right there. So this is interesting. I'm 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 grateful for this this uh wonderful conversation that we're having this morning. This uh so what I have over the years 
this is the part where I have been either invited or brought in as an intervention <laughs> into clients' homes where or they're reaching out, where they're actually drowning in mm-hmm. this accumulation of stuff. It no longer, there. It's it's sort of one thing flows into another. There isn't a grouping necessarily of um, items. It's just it becomes this overwhelming pile of items. And I've had clients where we've gotten on a Skype or Zoom call, which is sometimes if they're if long distance, where I, I immediately say to them, okay, you have to be willing to be really vulnerable and open with me. If you're going sh- to shift and change things, it starts now. And so they get there, if they were on the computer, I ask them to turn their computer screen around so that I get a view of what they're actually living in. Ooh, you're, you're mean. And, well, you know, it's, 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 it's like, look, if, if you've been living like this for, let's say, 20 years, and I've had people, well, I've been like this for 20 years, Lisa, and I've never had anybody come into my house other than these two friends. Right. Or I get my food delivered, or I do all my entertaining outside of the houses. And these are people that are executives that are that are beautifully dressed. And when they leave their homes, yeah. they look like they have their shit together. <laughs> and right. they go to right. meetings. They're they're the high functioning people outside of their homes, and then they come into their homes, and it becomes like a prison. And a pile yep. of whatever. Yep. So, so for me, when I when people reach out, when they've gotten to that extreme case, and not everybody is as extreme as that, but I'm giving you an extreme case, then it's a matter of well, we're going to tackle one thing at a time, and and then it's it's never about the stuff. It's always about whatever is going on underneath all the stuff. So Absolutely. why don't you, if, if, if you can speak to what you have, uh, the, the sort of things that you've looked at yourself in your industry as far as assisting people in acknowledging that there's something there. And, and so how do you facilitate people through that? Okay. Well, the first thing is to recognize that you're, it, it, this kind of thing doesn't change out of logic. And, uh, you know, it's like with drugs, just say no, <laughs> uh, which right. is kind of ludicrous because what our standard of care and addiction, for example, and there's a lot of parallels here because they're, this, they're based on the same neurophysiology, um, is uh, enforced abstinence one way or another, and then we give you a replacement addiction that's prescribed instead of from the street, and now you're supposed to be okay. And we all know that that doesn't really work all that well because you never really changed anything. So this all starts from the place where we all think that this is mental, that this is a, a moral choice, an ethical choice, a logical choice. And understand there's nothing logical about any type of compulsive behavior disorder. When you're drowning Absolutely. and you're, you get to the point where you're ready to die and you um, uh, start breathing water, does that make any sense? No, you die faster. Why do you do it? Because at that point in that crisis, it, your, your, uh, that third part of the brain, that survival body part of the brain, has the authority to shut everything else down and just do what it knows how to do, which is breathe. 
and to try to keep you alive. Well, that's where this stuff is wired at. And if you can't learn to address it at that level, then you're never going to get anywhere. And the first thing is, none of this is logical. If it was logical, we are all smart people. We can change it instantly if it's logical. But it's not. Well, and and can, can I just stop you right there? Because this is really interesting. The When we talk about logical, so in this reality, in this medical world, yes, they, they will um, give you a drug to get you over the addiction. And uh-huh. in hoarding, they have you sit down with like a, psychologist psychotherapist and talk it out (laughs) right now are you beginning to see why talk therapy doesn't work in fact therapy in general doesn't work because and this exists in the part of the brain that can't understand words exactly and this is so interesting ron because i when i go into someone's home there it it it's like this for me it's speaking to where they are at currently coming into that moment and it can be a a four day a five day uh whatever that is that's required and it's like okay so we're going to do room by room and we talk through we talk through as we're physically touching things and sometimes people will go but i require that paper from 20 years ago and so and it's not until and and there's like a switch. It, I I I can never tell with each individual person when the switch will go. But at some point, once they have that one room cleared, or whatever that if even if it's a drawer, the one area cleared, they go, oh my god, and they it's like they all of a sudden the doors have opened and they start to see the light, and then they're like jumping right in and. <laughs> And then they're like getting rid of everything. So right. it's it's and, like they've and, gone and, from one to the other. So tell speak right. to that. What <laughs> so I'm going to ask you goes, a question. When that yes. happens, and you've seen it over and over and over, is it a logical yes. transition or an emotional feeling transition in their body? Ooh, is I it? Would, a, I, it, it there's nothing logical. No, and and no, it's emotional. It's all emotion. Right. It's all emotional based on feelings. And this leads us to two very, uh, actually two or three important things. One we already mentioned. Why doesn't talk therapy work? Because this isn't logical. This is emotional. And we've spent the last hundred years with a essentially a failed paradigm of thinking we could talk people out of their feelings. (laughs) <laughs> and we all know how well that works, okay? And so, yeah, yeah. in fact, I just I just saw a program last week where they – this is a medical study that said 40% of people in talk therapy get worse, and their risk of suicide goes up six to eight times if they stay in therapy for 10 years. Now, that's yeah. not a very good recommendation, <laughs> but it's because we're trying to talk people out of their ther- their feelings. Now, the next thing on that is – We're not just talking to them about or getting them to talk about it, but what does a doctor or therapist ultimately do? We're telling them what they have to do. Okay, let me stop you there. Hold on. So that's that's a really key thing for my practice is I never – I I speak to what what are you looking for in your life? For example, I have one lady, she hasn't had a relationship for 15 years with a man. And not that that was what her 
her target was in life, but she hadn't been intimate with a man. There was no room in her space to cook a meal, to have anybody over sitting down at the dining room table. There wasn't, mm-hmm. there wasn't even room for her to sit when we were having our conversation until she pushed everything off the chair. And I was like, wow, is this fun for you? And she says, no. I, and she, and she couldn't, she couldn't. She oh my couldn't God, that's see, so important. She she just couldn't see how to have fun in life. And I said, mm-hmm. well, so would you be willing, like, are you, are you willing to, to, to be in the space of fun? And she actually didn't know what fun looked like anymore. Right. Which for yeah. me, I was like, wow, okay. And, and so when, when this occurs, for individuals, and literally, we we I gave her a little bit of a um, what I call homework or or just something one I, a small area to do and work with, and she completely shut down. And and being long distance, it wasn't I wasn't in her face as they say to say, look, I'm not leaving until we get blah 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 done. And and if it takes all day for you to clean that one drawer, we're, I'm going to be with you to clean that one drawer. Sure. And and it's not about the objects in the drawer. It's about them. And, and this is where I'm like hands-on. Let's see the visual here, guys. Let's visually see what can be created. And when we, <laughs> exactly. Right? right? And it's that yeah. hands-on. And then you go, then they see that there's space. They don't have to fill the space up. But all of a sudden, wow, they're like, oh, my God, I have space. Yep. And it's like, okay, and don't think you have to fill the space up with shit, guys. It's <laughs> like once you've, once you've created the space, it's like letting your body breathe and letting everything else happen. So what, are you, what, what occurs on a physiological or physical level when people are now willing to start releasing Cool. That, well, the first that, thing is you mentioned something really key for all of us who work with anyone who has any sort of compulsive disorder. Now, that can be a health issue. Basically, the medical guideline uh, based on the neurophysiology of addiction is that anything that's been going on in your body or your life for more than 90 days uh, will will drop down into a compulsive behavior. That's not necessarily a bad thing. If you exercise every day for 90 days, that becomes a compulsive behavior, and that can be excellent for you. But if there's a lot of stress involved, and you begin to use that behavior to help you handle the stress, then you run the risk of compulsive behavior disorder. And you mentioned something about um, sort of the pain-pleasure aspect. This is so vital because, and maybe talk about it uh, in the next segment, but there's a medical term called anhedonia. Everybody thinks people are addicted or have a compulsive behavior because it feels good. That's not the primary motivator. Anhedonia is the uh, primary motivator, and it has nothing to do with feeling good. Wow. So, And and so we all know what it (laughs) is. Yeah. And so what you're, when we approach these people, there's some key things to remember because we're thinking they're, they're feeling good when they do this. You know very well people don't feel good when they're doing this. So what's no. the real motivate? You see? Well, it's, it's interesting. I had a client who, who had everything in her bedroom 
Mm-hmm. So every every activity that could possibly occur in her life and her husband as well. So the two of them had their uh, their office. They had their exercise equipment. They had clothing. They had things from his childhood stored in there. I mean, there was. I I, I walked in and I went, okay, cool. Um, so are you having fun? Are you actually are you actually having sex? <laughs> and it yeah, was like, like where? Well, well, right? And it was like no. where well, there was no room for them right. for the nurturing and the kindness and the caring. And in fact, no. sex and was in like, fact their body has lost the ability to even access those things. Well, and and, and it was interesting, as I was talking with them there was this there was this acknowledgement that sex had become almost work it wasn't yep. joyful it wasn't fun it wasn't playful and i i said to the um husband i said well i only require you for this you know um um session i was with them for the whole day and I said, just to move some physical furniture out. So we moved all the <laughs> work, workout equipment, and we moved mm-hmm. things around. And all of a sudden, they could have. They saw the floor. They saw their floor in their in their bedroom. And I said, now we're going to remove with her. I said, now we're going to create an office space somewhere else in your home. And so we. And she was. She was. She was actually saying, no, we're only working in my bedroom. And I said, yes, but you have a whole house, like a whole space. So mm-hmm. so I, for anyone that's listening in here, I really want you to hear this. Often we think it's that one room, that problem only occurs in the one room. And everything is touching in our spaces. So when we can open up the space in that one room that seems to be the problem and actually utilize the other spaces in our homes and give them all a job, that's when we start to open up the space for the possibility of new change, of other things in our lives. It's, it's, um, wow. I'm, I'm okay. On that note, <laughs> I know Ron's <laughs> sitting there going, I've got something to say about this. We're going to have a quick break and and when we return, you're with Lisa Bennett and Dr. Ron Janier, and we're talking about hoarding today. Have you ever wanted to know how you can choose an amazing life and to be in the space of thrival instead of survival? Are you ready to move beyond the confines of your life? Have you always known that there was another way of living in this world beyond just existing? How about an open conversation that gives you immediate ways to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Infinite Energy's radio show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. You can send a question or comment to lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. Now back to the program. 
Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. You're with Lisa Bennett at Infinite Energies. And I just wanted to share with you, for those of you that are first-time listeners, welcome. Today we're talking about hoarding. Is this your dirty little uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> secret? And how how it how it can affect you. And, and just to let people know here, uh, myself, I have a program, a, an actual workshop class called Creating Conscious Spaces. It's a two-day class that I facilitate around the world. And we touch upon hoarding within the class. And then for those of you that are desiring one-on-one, you can certainly reach out to me. I do Zoom sessions and I also fly to wherever you are. Uh, and if you're... Uh, you know, local or if I'm traveling to that particular part of the world, then I can certainly do um, a consultation, whether it's uh, a minimum two-hour and or a full or half-day session. Uh, And sometimes if if it's required, I will be with that individual for the week and work through whatever it is that is required. Uh, So, there is, there is no mountain of stuff that I haven't um, dealt with <laughs> and it's all, it's all doable. So any of you that have ever gone into the beyond the overwhelm where you just have had this uh, space that you've been living in for such a long time and you're not even aware that there's an actual way out, I would encourage you to sort of um, envision, if you can, how you can shift and change things. It it actually, don't even going into the how, it's just knowing that it is possible and there are people like myself and Ron that you can reach out to. And on that note, Ron, um, what what is it that you can offer and what services do you offer people with regard to any of their addictions? Um, I offer some online programs. You can go to my website, uh, www.talkwithdrron.com, and find out more about my work. I do uh, also do a radio show here on, on the um, uh, Infinite Choices Network. Uh, also, every Sunday evening, I do a coaching call where we practice things on whatever issue uh, comes up for people that week. Um, and, uh, and then also, of course, private consultation and classes and uh, we follow a very similar model in that we um, uh, work with people where anywhere in the world and for whatever amount of time they're uh, they're choosing to create change in their life and um, along you know along that line the work that you and I and our colleagues do uh, I'd like to clarify because I am a doctor and I've worked as a doctor for most of my career however There are like three levels of uh, process that can be used to create change in a person's life. Uh, Most of us are familiar with the doctor-therapist model, but in reality, that is about someone getting an expert to do something for you or to you (laughs) that you can't do for yourself. So I I hate to say it, but really a doctor-therapist is functioning at the level of an auto mechanic. You know, the last time I tried to do brain surgery on myself, it really didn't end well. <laughs> There's times when when we require somebody who knows what they're doing to fix something like a broken leg or whatever. But the reality is the research indicates that 9 out of 10, again, 9 out of 10 of the reasons, there's only two reasons why people 
get chronic health issues and chronic life issues. And the research is really clear on this. And in almost every case, there's just two causes. One are the, life, the choices you're making about your life and the way you handle the stress in your life or your coping responses. And in reality, we see, you and I see them both as the same thing because people are making these choices. We're all making these choices mostly to avoid the stress. So where, how well, do you deal I, with that? The, yeah, yeah go ahead. okay. Let, let, let me just uh, – this is really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this. This is, this is something that I have uh, correlated with spaces, with hoarding, um, where I've walked in and, and one of the key things that seems to be consistent with hoarding is the individual's health. Now, I'm not talking only about physical, but I'm talking about emotional, uh, mental, all of the, the, the well-being, the full body of health is is compromised when there is hoarding involved and and often there's an underlying health issue that is either percolating to become something where it, beca- it can be either terminal and or uh, something that that is going to compromise them for a long longevity if they Absolutely. don't shift and change something so mm-hmm. So yeah, this is really cool. So it's like when when I have people say, "Well, I'm I want my answer from you, Lisa." It's not giving them. The, <laughs> Doesn't work that way, like, does it? No. And I had a lady in India at class, and she was pissed off at me because she says, "I'm here for my answer." <laughs> and I said, "Well, I'm not here to give you the answer because guess what? It's within you. And if I give you an answer." It's my point of view. It's not actually what's true for you. It's disempowering exactly. that individual. So what are you um what can you say with regard to giving them the power back because at some point they they believe that they've lost the ability to control something in their life. Absolutely. And so the like we said that you have three levels of helping to create change. Uh, one is being the person who actually fixes it for them. That's not going to work in this type of a situation. The next is education. Uh, the original meaning of the word physician was related to being a teacher. Um, and so certainly education is part of what you and I do because we start with giving them information. But ultimately, what the research indicates works for these types of disorders and these types of issues is coaching. Believe it or not, uh, there is research out there saying that coaching may be the fastest growing and most vital part of the healthcare system over the next few decades. Why? How because we're cool. talking about we're talking about lifestyle choices and how you handle stress. Now, I don't know about you, Lisa, but the last time somebody tried to tell me what to do about my <laughs> lifestyle choices and tell me what to do about my stress, I didn't respond all that well. <laughs> And here's my definition of coaching. Coaching is that process whereby we facilitate the client to have clarity that allows them to ask better questions, uh, see other possibilities, make better choices for themselves, and then motivate and empower themselves to follow through. Exactly what you just said. This only works if the person controls the process, not us. 
Isn't that beautiful? And at some point, I have to say, there is this, uh, and and this this really, and and each one of you that is tuned in today or in the future, I really want you to note that you have to energetically. There's an energetic resonance with the person that you reach out to that will coach you or facilitate you through whatever it is you desire or require in your life at this particular time. And what I mean by that is I've had clients where they're they're angry, they're pissed off, all these emotions. I'm I'm pushing their buttons like an acupuncturist. I'm putting the pins into the most uncomfortable spots that they haven't been willing to look at. And and I'm sure that I'm sure Ron that you've had that as well where you you actually we we push them to that point of sure. where they're resisting it, resisting it, resisting it and then all of a sudden they'd go, "You know what? I'm not resisting you. I'm resisting me. I'm resisting me." For not right. choosing something new that I wasn't even aware that I could, and that's the key, guys, is that you actually are on the on the verge of choosing something new for you. It's not, it's not better. It's not worse. It's just choosing something new that actually could gift you a whole new way of being at ease in your life and releasing all of that. Whatever that is that you're holding on to, and and Ron, you've talked about stress or stressors. So, what is it that that um, when you're what we? It's just that it, you just know there's that energy behind when you've just pushed, 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 and they're sure. resisting, 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 and all of a sudden they go, "Oh my God, I'm resisting me." Right, <laughs> and that's why even as as skilled and experienced facilitators, we work with each other. Because what we're really dealing with here is the difference between our cognitive mental processes and awareness and our non-conscious, non-cognitive automatic reactions and behavior patterns. So that's the meaning of non-cognitive. Cognitive. We don't know it's there. After that initial three to six month period, it drops into a place in the body just like the programming in your computer. We don't read code. We don't know what's in there. We just click on icons. Okay? And so what happens is what you're doing is you're basically taking something that is deeply buried and you're bringing it back up to the surface to where they can be caught. Okay, um, we've lost Ron for a minute. So, <laughs> uh, so speaking Hello? to that, when there you are. Okay, okay. we had an oops. <laughs> oops, yep, accidentally hit the mute yeah. button. Oh, yeah, we'd, let's not mute you. <laughs> We're right. on a roll. The thing is, based on our experience as coaches and people and parents, <laughs> we can pretty much tell when some the, the words coming out of a person's mouth, which are cognitive, don't match the emotional energy coming off the body, which is non-cognitive. It's an automatic response. And so as a coach, what you're constantly looking for is, first of all, to identify those places where there's that illogical contradiction between what they're saying and what they're feeling, and then do the process you just talked about. Work with that, 
until it gets high enough into the surface where it becomes obvious to them cognitively that there's a difference between their feeling and the situation. And usually that means it's going to be a situation that doesn't fit the physical circumstance. They're going to get angry. They're going to get scared. They're going to be grieving. They're going to be, but something that doesn't fit what's actually going on in that moment. And then right away, you know, you've accessed the memory pattern that can be changed. Yes. Yeah, and that's the that is that is the coolest for me when I'm working with someone. That sort of I call that my little cool point. It's because then you see this excitement, there the spark, there's a light in the eye of the individual that has this sure. almost energy of flat. So when when I start, the people when they reach out and and I'm sure you've noticed this, they reach out and they're not really sure why. They just go, I just don't know why I'm reaching out to you. I just know that I'm reaching out to you. I don't sure. know what it is that's required to be shifted and changed. I just know that there's something that is required here. And then they go into their reasons and justifications of why they aren't choosing all the other things that they've chosen in their lives. And they've given all their excuses. And it's like, okay, cool, awesome. This is what you've created up to this point. Do you actually, are you desiring to change it? Because if you're not, that's cool. I right. Call me in a year. Right. And and sure. if you're if the, if the same spot, awesome. Or if you'd like to shift and change things, we can actually shift and change things starting today. So what's, that's right. what, what, would, what is it that you desire? So that's the shift that I think yep. you, you and myself, Ron, are both going, okay, we don't have a point of view. <laughs> no, it if doesn't you, matter. You can, it's just you because it's all about their choice. <laughs> if they want to change it or not, it's all up to them. And if they do, we don't change anything. We just help them change more of, the, of what they want so they can be more of who they really are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the gift, and and, sure. and for all of you that choosing to you know listen today, just note when you are reaching out and asking for coaching or facilitation, reach out for someone that isn't telling you what to do, but actually Absolutely. saying, "This is yep. what I know that can be true for you if you choose it." And and it's like giving a whole bunch of doors of, of possibilities and saying, you can right. choose door right. number one, door two, door number three, whatever that talk show was. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing that up, Lisa, because as a doctor, especially, in, and in that profession, I am very, very concerned about this perception in the coaching community that what we're able to do is be a non-licensed therapist uh, for these, for people. And that's not coaching. Uh, that's not coaching. Uh, and trying to pretend that you're a doctor or a therapist, but you're doing it under a coaching label instead of as a licensed pra educated practitioner doesn't do you or the client any favors because that's not what coaching is. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's, and, and, you know, that's, I, I would also love to speak to, there's an there's a real um okay so for all of the listeners out there that are sitting there and judging yourself and looking around your spaces or the spaces of someone that you love and care about who you wished were listening to this show i would invite you to come from a space of kindness and remove all the judgments remove the energy of 
they need help, they're drowning, they're dying, they're whatever that is that you have concluded, just know that that the fact that either you're listening or they are choosing to listen to this at a later time, it's going to resonate with that person when they're ready to shift and yep. change things. Yes. And it's, it's, I don't judge anyone out there that chooses to create whatever they've created in their life. Whatever has happened in the past is in the past. And so who you choose to be today going forward is really that's the space of kindness and caring. And and how many of you are not willing to be kind towards yourself? We can be kind to our animals and our dogs and care for them more than we can care for ourselves. So would you be willing to be kind and caring to you starting today and for all the people around you in your life? It's such an underrated <laughs> thing. <laughs> Yeah, and, it's my and, favorite thing to use in in my therapy. Is uh, in fact, I call it the kindness re- revolution. Kindness is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, energy source in the world, in the universe. And you can always do the kind thing and and get good results. Well, and even the word when you say kind, do you not just uh-huh. automatically start smiling? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I felt better as soon as you started talking about it. I was sitting here judging yeah. the mess in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Ron, I, talking to you, I know you've got a huge smile on your face. I mean, I know you I personally, <laughs> and 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 I know you know me. And so, even though we're on opposite ends of of uh, North America, we're both sitting here smiling, and we're smiling about this word hoarding. And and everything that this brings yep. up for any of you, this label of hoarding, OCD, addiction, whatever that is for you, would you be willing to just like let it go and laugh, laugh out loud about the ridiculousness about having a label, first of all, and that we can unlabel everything in our lives and, and reinvent ourselves starting today. So on that note, you're with Lisa Bennett at Infinite Energies and Dr. Ron Jayner, and we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk more about your dirty little secrets called hoarding. (laughs) Have you ever wanted to know how you can choose an amazing life and to be in the space of thrival instead of survival? Are you ready to move beyond the confines of your life? Have you always known that there was another way of living in this world beyond just existing? How about an open conversation that gives you immediate ways to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Infinite Energy's radio show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can send a question or comment to lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. Now back to the program. 
Welcome, welcome everyone. It's Lisa Bennett here with Infinite Energies and today we have uh, our guest Dr. Ron Jainer and we're talking about hoarding and basically, I mean there's so many different ways that we can go with this but we've been actually talking about the medical uh, underlying conditions, if you want to call it that, of what hoarding and how hoarding has and OCD or addiction actually shows up in your body. And once after 90 days, uh, Ron was saying that, that it actually becomes not on the cognitive level, it just becomes like a muscle. It's a muscle memory and you one continues mm-hmm. to do it. And after a while, you're not even aware that you're doing it. You're just doing it. And so there was a couple of questions in the chat, and I just wanted to address those. Uh, is there resonance with the words and the energy being emitted, number one? Uh, so that was one question. And then for someone who's in the hoarding cycle that isn't in the position to just laugh yet, what would you recommend they do as step one? <laughs> okay. So um, so who... so. I'm I'm going to speak to and I and I and I know that the we talked about earlier resonance with words and the energy being emitted is yes there is um if we if we continue to label ourselves as something then yes we will continue to recreate that so for all of you that are reinforcing that with the loved ones in your life and you say oh you always do this you have always collected this. You've always done that. You've So all of you that have been either acknowledging that you've always done something or somebody else is always doing something, would you be willing to let go of that and, and stop? <laughs> I'm going to go like the old Bob Newhart stop button, stop, just stop it. And, and just change it, change up the energy around that. And so when we can shift it, it's like looking in the mirror and saying, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. Even though somewhere in your body you've determined that you aren't, when you start to say that every day, we're going to say 90 days of saying, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. All of a sudden, one day you go, oh my God, I'm beautiful. (laughs) So, So when, now, that's something that I'm aware of, Ron. I mean, you can speak with that about shifting that energy of that. Um, sure. Yeah. And again, that's what I'm looking for. I know you are too. Is when there's a difference between the the resonance and what the person thinks or is saying, and they they're coming and realizing they're coming from two different parts of the body. And um, where I'd like to start is because here's another fundamental difference between therapy and coaching. Therapy is about finding what's wrong with you and fixing it. And that's the paradigm most people are coming to us with because that's what this reality teaches. In reality, coaching is about helping you to see that what's right about you that you're not getting. Uh, there's not, the coaching actually starts from a place where we, we make the assumption that there's nothing wrong with this person. And so what strength of theirs can we use to shift this? And so I like to start, well, what, what, what are you seeing as a wrongness that's really a strongness? And just as a, com, com, um, a uh, comment on that, the medical research indicates that the people who have the most issues with compulsive behavior disorders, addiction, including hoarding, are not 
the people that are the least intelligent and the least functional. The more intelligent you are, the more creative you are, and the more uh, strength of will that you have, the more likely it is that you develop this to these types of coping mechanisms. So we know going in, don't we, Lisa, that almost everyone we work with is already above average because people Absolutely. that don't have those three qualities tend to develop a different type of types of coping mechanisms. They don't they they aren't able to create these kinds of imaginative patterns and then imprint them and, and maintain them. So we know right away we're dealing with a different class of people and to me that's the most exciting part of this work is taking intelligent, creative strong-willed people and making them functional again, helping them to be functional again and realize who they really are because these are the people that are going to change our world. Oh, my goodness. I am so thrilled you're speaking about this. And that is continuously, time and again, where somewhere in their universe they've determined that they're dumb, they're stupid, that That's they're right. not valued, they they devalue themselves, and they become prisoners in their spaces. And I'm speaking specifically about hoarding today. But uh-huh. whatever that is, they could be imprisoned with whatever the label is that they've gifted or the medical community has gifted them. And so they reinforce it with the drugs to numb them. Yep, yep. And, and I'm going, and this is where I go, holy shit, you have numbed all of your gifts and capacities so that you're not actually tapping into your higher self, like your creative types of, 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 oh my goodness, all the things that they could have been creating over the last 20 years that they've numbed. And it's like when we can, when we can show them, it's like lifting the roof off of a, a house or a space and saying, look at all the palm trees. Look at what you have around you. Look at all the possibilities. When we've lifted everything off their shoulders and they see it, they go, oh, my God. And I promise you, the people that have shifted the, the junk that they've held on to and for some reason they valued it, at, once they've cleared it, those people, most of them, see the value of creating and moving forward when you've gifted them enough of that facilitation and 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 hung in with the 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 sticky times and the great times because it's not going to happen overnight guys there is the sticky time there's that time when they think that oh i'm slipping or whatever that is it's like cool are you willing to 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 move through that really sticky time and yeah, can we laugh at it at some point? Yes. When we can when we can see and I know that was a question earlier is what what is the step one takes before you can laugh? It's going to be individual. Each person is an individual uh situation for them. So can you speak a little bit to that? I know we're coming up to the end of our show so we're going <laughs> to it's what it's what we're all about is uh, is helping people, but not even helping them. It's it's again facilitating them to see themselves in a different light, to ask better questions, make different choices, and and then empower themselves. And that shift you talked about earlier, when they first get it that this is this is bringing new energy into their life, 
that's what mo- that's true motive internal motivation because they've just created a totally different energy for themselves which they can now use to to make changes it's not about you pumping energy into them it's it's leading them to a place where they can create that energy for themselves and now that energy becomes the source point for motivation in change in their own reality oh beautiful and and it's, you know i i just got this beautiful visualization so for all of you listening i i want you to just just tap into this energy of if you can imagine as a child the very first time that you saw snow or the very first time that you saw the ocean or the very first time that you touched a puppy's ears the soft puppy dog ears the velvety ears so if you could be willing to acknowledge that there's this first time energy that can be the invitation for all of the magic all of the creations everything that you've ever desired going forward in your life that's what we invite you to when we remove all the labels when we we show you another way of being with your spaces, being with your bodies, being in your life, being present with you, that's the energy that Ron and I are both speaking to that will light you up in a way that creates this joy, this laughter, this lightness. Is there anything that you'd like to add to that, Ron? Uh, yes. Um, amen. yeah it's it's all about it i mean this is so beautiful because i see so many harmonious resonances between your perception of and and practice of of true coaching facilitation and what i had to actually go through a long difficult process of coming to because as a doctor i wasn't trained in any of this i had to unlearn a lot of stuff in order to be able to do this work but i truly believe it's the most important thing the most vital thing we could be doing to create change not only in people's lives but in the world we live in and thank you so much for having me here i really appreciate it uh, well thank you for being here today and for all of you listeners know that ron dr ron Jayner has a radio show as well on the network and he has all of his contact information we'll list it here on the replay of of how you can also connect with uh, dr ron and for those of you that have tuned in i'm so grateful for you and uh i look forward to having you out there or meeting you out there in the world thank you for Take choosing care. to listen to the infinite energies radio show lisa bennett will return next friday at 12 p.m eastern standard time 11 a.m central 10 a.m mountain 9 a.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com lisa loves to connect with her listeners Email her at lisa at infiniteenergies.ca or find her Infinite Energies page on Facebook. We look forward to having you join us again to share the changes you have begun to make. Have an-